Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is grief work. Grief work can take many forms and can bring some of the greatest rewards of the program. Some grief work involves journaling, in which we write about incidents in our life and reflect on the feelings we had at that moment. We ignored our grief because it did not seem like it belonged to us. For years, we didn't feel we had permission to feel sad or to experience loss. In our families, we were taught to not talk, not trust, and not feel. No one ever sat us down and told us that explicitly, but we knew that was the rule. Yeah, and I think it also became like habitual. You know, it's almost feels some somewhat like a skill. Um, but one of the things that I was, I was realizing is um, that some problems I think take a long time to heal, but others can actually be solved fairly quickly uh, by me um, asking for help and uh, you know really googling it. Like, not everything is equal, and I've noticed that effect with trauma, and everything seems like this giant roadblock and that's probably the critic and i have to remind myself that the critic is not some behemoth which i think if i was to visualize that's what i think it is it's actually a scared you know i think i heard once uh, a scared you know 16 year old who's just trying to do the best and uh you know integration is really important but uh yeah i mean especially like you know in, in families, it was just don't talk, don't trust, don't feel, you know, fight, 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 and then pretend like everything was fine when people came over. I mean, I think those are some of the more lasting memories, and uh, which is not to say that there weren't good memories either. But, um, you know, you know, whatever logic people want to say in all these self-development places, you know, what affects you from zero to 13 is, is very significant, right down to how much touch you get and things like that. Back to the reading. One of the tools we use in recovery is the art of journaling all of the things we've been holding in for so long in order to help us get in touch with our inner child. An effective writing variation is the non-dominant handwriting exercise described in the Big Red Book. It is a powerful way of getting clues to stored trauma in our bodies. We allow that hurt to surface and provide ourselves in space to heal, to cry, to bleed, to sob, to laugh, and to experience the joy we were robbed of as children, and even adults. It's one of the ways we get to the other side of our grief. On this day, I will make time to journal about my feelings as a way of expressing the grief I hold for my childhood. Yeah, and I think um, there's understanding, there's analysis, there's rationalization, but I think journaling about feelings... Um, and God, I Love the Artist Way is probably the most not important non-recovery book. It might be the most important book, period, for me. Um, it just has a lot of, it just has, I guess part of it is creativity is just very important to me. Um, and crying and laughing and smiling, not forced, um, is recovery. And I think to get to that side, uh, grief work is very important. The next reading is also from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and it's the non-dominant hand. After introducing ourselves to the child within, we can ask other questions. We write out the question with their dominant hand and write the reply with the other hand. This is probably the most accessible way that um, I have been able to interact with the inner child, and I think I really want to commit to drawing as well. A picture's worth a thousand words, and a picture from an inner child is probably worth 10,000. We used to be afraid of our feelings. We thought we knew how we felt. 
you know, I think taking a pause here is I think I spent more time thinking about how I should feel than actually how I feel. And getting in touch with your feelings is much more important to me than the thinking. And so much of society is about ignoring the feelings. Especially if you have stored trauma and, and anger. Um, anyways, back to the reading. We knew all about how others felt at all times, but we never developed the discipline of listening to ourselves because we were punished in our families for doing so. Some of us recreated that same punishing silence within ourselves, in our work and romantic relationships. Yeah, there's that like resistance to just, you know, keep things in, keep things in. Or really, you know, I think one of the uh, characteristics, I guess, of an adult child, of an alcoholic, is the all or nothing thinking. So it's kind of like, well, you do have a job, so everything should be great. Or you do have a romantic relationship. It reminds me... Um, it, it reminds me of the loyalty that people have to every ideal of their political party, you know. So that all or nothing thinking. Back to the reading. When the hurt becomes too great, we are willing to go to any lengths to recover. We do things that are scary because we are building trust with our sponsor, fellow travelers, and our higher power. We seek the answers to our past, however we can find them. Non-dominant handwriting is an important tool in getting to our early memories. We try answering questions by writing in crayon with our non-dominant hand. It has worked for others before us. I think that's crucial. It has worked for others before us who are going through, you know, I, if I want what you have, I'll do what you did. So the key is to find out who I want, <laughs> what they have. Most importantly, we are building trust with those voices inside us that we needed to speak for longer than long. They want to contact us and discharge the poison they have been holding back to save us from the pain. We start to feel safer as we begin to heal and become ready to hear our history. On this day, I will trust the messages I get doing non-dominant handwriting because what is said is true for that part of me. I will listen without trying to push the feelings back down. I will give the words inside me a space to breathe. Now we move on to the language of letting go by Melody Beatty, and the topic is Relationship Martyrs. Many of us have gone so numb and discounted our feelings so completely that we have gotten out of touch with our needs in relationships. You know, part of the reason that I do this podcast is to constantly remind myself that my feelings do matter, and they're not just matter, they are more important, um, and actually, like, really the start uh, before even changing the thoughts. is like, how am I feeling, you know? We can learn to distinguish whose company we enjoy, whether we're talking about friends, business acquaintances, dates, or spouses. We all need to inter interact with people we might prefer to avoid, but we do not have to force ourselves through long-term or intimate relationships with these people. We are free to choose friends, dates, and spouses. I would argue jobs as well. We are free to choose how much time we spend with those people we can't always choose to be around, such as relatives. This is our life. This is it. We can decide how we want to spend our days and hours. We're not, we're not enslaved. We're not trapped. And none of us is without options. We may not see our options clearly, although we may have to struggle through shame and learn to use our own power. We can learn to spend our valuable hours and days with the people we enjoy and choose to be with. God, help me value my time in life. Help me place value on how I feel being around certain people. Guide me as I learn to develop healthy, intimate sharing relationships with people. Help me give myself the freedom to experiment, explore, and learn who I am and who I can be in my relationships. I realize, you know, the steps and 
is for freedom. And as hard as it is, it just needs to, it, I want to do it. And creativity is really comes from the artist's way for me. So it really is about a creative recovery. Uh, the final reading, also from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, the topic is making life easier. Life doesn't have to be hard. You know, uh, there's this concept of struggleaholic, and I think sometimes that there is something noble in the struggle. I think in the Big Red Book, there, that's one of the chapters. There's nothing noble in the struggle. And if, I'm, if, if something is hard, something probably needs to be examined. Yes, there are times we need to endure, struggle through, and rely on our survival skills you know, like college, but we don't have to make life, growth, recovery, change, or our day-to-day affairs that hard all the time. Having life be that hard is a remnant of our martyrdom. Wow. A leftover from old ways of thinking, feeling, and believing. It's kind of like, you know, I had a tough childhood, so it's because of that, and that's that. And it's more of like, no, I can choose to really pull back, um, create parts in my day, and again, listen to people who have what I want. Back to the reading. We are worthy even when life isn't that hard. Our value and worth are not determined by how hard we struggle. If we're making it that hard, we may be making it harder than it needs to be, said one woman. Learn to let things happen easily and naturally. Learn to let events and our participation in them fall into place. It can be easy now, easier than it has been. We can go with the flow, take the world off our shoulders, and let our higher power ease us into where we need to be. Today, I will stop struggling so hard. I will let go of my belief that life and recovery have to be hard. I will replace it with the belief that I can walk this journey in ease and peace, who I am. And sometimes it can actually be fun. Who I am is the possibility of ease, peace, and fun. And that is who I am. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to feel my feelings, it is the most important part. To pause, because that's where God is. That's also a potent place to feel my feelings. And to really and fully and unconditionally love myself.